BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hey, y'all. I'm super excited today on the next, on this episode of Eating While Broke. Oh, I'm going to redo that. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Eating While Broke. Today, we have the super, super, super financially lit, lit, lit angel rich with us. Uh, she's about to show us what she used to eat when she was broke. Hey, everybody. I'm Angel Rich, also known as the next Steve Jobs. I'm super excited to be here on Eating While Broke. Can't wait to share all my broke stories and my broke food. But hey, you know, it started from the bottom and now we're here. So we're here on Eating While Broke and looking forward to it. Eating While Broke. Well, what do you have us eating today? Today we are eating goulash. Goulash. Now, for those that don't know, this meal actually kind of came out of slavery. In the South. This is a meal that people eat to this day, mm-hmm. um, especially if you are in the South or if you are in a little bit more of an impoverished area or if you just are hungry. <laughs> so wow. growing up, I actually did not know that this was a struggle meal. Yeah. It was my favorite meal as a child. Okay. Um, I didn't know how much uh, my family was necessarily struggling for different meals. You know, eating uh, mac and cheese and hot dogs yeah. and pork and beans and oodles and noodles and all those very different things. I just thought it was food. Yeah. And I course. didn't think anything of it. And when my grandmother used to make this meal... It used to feel like so special. I mean, look how many ingredients yeah. are in it. It just, it feels like you're about to have a feast. Yeah. And it's very colorful. <laughs> it's very colorful. And it, it actually tastes really good as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to eating it. I haven't had it in a very long time. Uh, and it's an honor to make it with yes. you. Yes. So what are the ingredients you have? Yeah. So first we just start with some elbow macaroni. 
Then we have ground beef, mm-hmm. some shredded cheese, mm-hmm. stewed tomatoes, and plenty of ketchup. Okay, okay, yes. perfect. And then, perfect. of course, we're going to season to taste salt and pepper, season all, and hot sauce. Okay, okay, awesome. So yes. while you start cooking, yes. I Let's may be throwing some started. questions at you. Okay. So where are you originally from? I am from D.C. Mm-hmm. I'm from Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. and my great-grandparents are actually founding residents of uh, Capitol Hill, and that was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. But the, by the time it got to the 90s, the neighborhood wasn't didn't have the same makeup as mm-hmm. it had before, and the crock epidemic had sort of happened, and they started um, letting various different people in with housing vouchers and different things like that. So while I was going to school, me and my sister were the only two people in the entire school that had to pay for our lunch. Oh, wow. Everybody else in the school was on welfare. Yeah. And my mother, even though we had a lot of financial hurdles, she just always refused to get on welfare. So we still had to pay for our lunch. So everybody always assumed that we were these rich kids. Yeah. Just because we could pay for our lunch, you know, Um, not realizing that there would actually be times that we didn't have electricity or we didn't have gas or we didn't have water. We had normal struggles just like everyone else. Um, But being in that position of of sort of seeing the uh, dichotomy and 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 sort of mixed world at the same time of my neighborhood and my friends, it gave me a different perspective on life. And that's why I became so passionate about financial literacy. Wow. So when did you decide to write History of the Black Dollar? So I decided to write History of the Black Dollar when I was going through my own personal struggle. Okay. So I had became a global market research analyst And while I was there and working at Prudential, I became the author of the first African-American financial experience study. The reason is blacks and life insurance commercials. But I also had a vision. Wait, the reason for what? The reason that there's currently blacks and life insurance commercials and financial services commercials. Yeah. I was able to prove that blacks own life insurance at an equal or higher value than other races. Oh, wow. And nobody had ever researched that before. Wow. Okay. Yeah, literally. Wow. Yeah. So that was crazy. And I, you know, had all of that success and I decided to start my company. But I was struggling to raise money because as I'm sure you probably know, it's very hard for black women to raise money. And we only receive 0.02% of funding. And with that, I was going through a really hard time and it got so bad that I didn't have any electricity, and I was walking down the street picking up change off the ground to be able to feed myself. Wow. This is while you were trying to get your company off this the ground? This is 2016. Oh, wow. That's only a couple years ago. Yeah. Wow. I've never shared this before. Wow. I'm glad you're sharing it here with I, us. I'm excited to share it with so you. So how far from that point did the article uh, come out of Forbes saying that you were the next Steve Jobs? Because I remember seeing that and I was like, it's a black girl. Literally saying. like a month later. Wow. So fast forward to I'm going through this hard period. 2016, um, I'm in this competition. I'm thinking I'm going to win and I'm lined up for a million dollars and I lose. Wow. And well, I didn't lose. I came in ninth. I came in ninth in the world. I mean, yeah. some people would consider that a big deal, but that didn't have the million dollars attached to yeah, it. So it might as well have been a loss. It might as well have been a hundred place to me. So I go through that whole period. And then 
January of 2017, um, I don't have any electricity. And I get to the point where I just start reading all of these black history books over and over again, just by candlelight, um, because that's my only source of entertainment. And I realized that there is. And you're living by yourself at this point? Are you? No, I was I was actually with my um, ex at Uh the time. And I actually was going through a bit of a domestic violence situation as well. Mm-hmm. And it was just a completely just bad time. Yeah. But I didn't have a job. I didn't have funding for the company. I had no way out. So my mentor, Dr. Maya Rocky Moore uh, Cummings, who's the wife of uh, uh, Congressman Elijah Cummings, she was having a program for her uh, organization, Center for Global Policy Solutions. And she allowed me to be able to launch the book there. About a few weeks right before that, Google also hosted a competition in New York for the top 30 black women in the country. And I happened to win. And so the lady that was one of the judges was also a writer for Forbes. And Mm -hmm. she came over and she interviewed me and she heard my story. And she was like, oh, my gosh, like you're vastly underrated. I'm going to do a story on you. And I didn't think anything of it. So fast forward, I have no electricity. Uh-huh. I am washing my clothes in the bathtub. Uh-huh. I am just, you know, living the brokest of brokest of lives. Wow. You uh-huh. know, I got rats in my apartment wow. and we're having to burn them in the backyard. Wow. There's murders happening in my front yard. Wow. And it's just a whole insane situation going on. And it got to the point that I'm walking down the street And I literally go up to a um, like a crackhead and I ask him for some money. Wow. And he reaches in his pocket and gives me a handful of pennies. And then he say, if I see you later, I'll give you a dollar. And I say, thank you, sir. I'll be looking for you at that dollar. Wow. And used to borrow 20 cent from the convenience store lady and was so proud to pay her back her little 20 cent. So this is what I'm in the midst of. Okay. Right before the article comes out. Right before the article comes out. That's crazy. Okay. Uh huh. So I decide to get out of the um, domestic violence situation, mm-hmm. and I is this right when the article comes out, or after you read it, and then you're like, "I'm worth more." Or? The day before. Wow. The day before, I moved back to my mother's house, which I hadn't done, mm-hmm. and. I wake up the next day and it's all type of people just screaming all over my Facebook page. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then I look and I'm like, Forbes is Forbes named me the next Steve Jobs. And I was like, I just I just went through the house screaming. I was like, oh my God, I'm a yeah. big rich. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was just crazy. Yeah. It was absolutely what insane. What did your mom say? Everybody was super happy. Wow. Everybody like just couldn't believe it, was super happy, just over the moon, ecstatic. And it was a very special moment. And so from there, I still, a lot of people don't realize, I didn't even have the product out when Ford sent me the next Steve Jobs. That happened May 3rd, 2017. From there, I was able to leverage the publicity that I got from being named the next Steve Jobs to then be able to um, get funding for my company. I raised my first 200,000 and then I put that into actually being able to build the app, 
We did 200,000 downloads in 10 days because I also couldn't afford the ads like that. Mm -hmm. So I reverse engineered um, Google Play and a few of the, not Google Play, Google Ads. Um, no, Google Play. Anyway, I reverse engineered a few of the uh, different advertising platforms yeah. and I created my own algorithm for advertising. Um, you you personally did this or you hired someone to do this? No, I personally did this. Wow. I'm, a, I'm a statistician by trade. So okay. I personally sat down and, and I specialize in advertising. Okay. And so I personally sat down and reverse engineered um, Google AdWords, YouTube and Facebook and a few other things. And I came up with my own algorithm. Um, they were telling me that it was going to cost $3 a download. There were all type of experts telling me I would never get it under $3. And I got it to $0.24 cent per download. That's why they call you the next Steve Jobs. You yes. hear me? Thank you. <laughs> so then we did 200,000 downloads in 10 days. Apparently, it was historic. We got a call from Google telling us they'd never seen anything like it. Um, we became the number one education app in 14 countries, top five in 40 countries, and we just completely blew up. And then from there, everything just went amazingly well. And we finally, we were able to get on Breakfast Club the next year and we achieved a lot of money from that. And it was just success, success, success. And then I broke my back. Well, I have a question before, just rewinding back. Mm -hmm. How do you... In those environments, coming from struggle, not having money, domestic domestic violence situation, how do you go from that and somehow seeing past the storm to I'm going to still keep focused on the bigger dream and not just settle for, you know, something easier and smaller? Because my God promised me. Okay. It's as simple as that. Okay. I grew up as a deaconess. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe it takes the faith of a mustard seed to be able to move mountains. And my great grandmother had already told me that it was written. And I actually received a vision from God when I was six years old. So everything I do has never been about me. Um, I never really even asked God for anything. I asked him to guide me as he will have me to go. So even if I want it really bad, I say, God, if it's not for me, don't give it to me. So. I believe in me doing that and keeping true to his vision and his word and not ever making it about me. Um, it has been able to guide me. I will say there has been periods. There's been two periods where I kind of was like, OK, what is this? The first one was when I didn't have electricity in January and I actually went and got a job at Olive Garden for two weeks. Wow. For two weeks. And I kept telling everybody, I was like, this is just temporary. This is just temporary. But I was starving. Yeah. Literally starving. I had no food, eating out of food pantries. And then the food pantry food is expired, which is a whole nother problem I'll yeah. work on one day. <laughs> so for real, like they're serving expired yeah. food in food pantries right yep. now. Like it's crazy. I and if it wasn't, and you know, God work in mysterious ways, because if it was not for me going through that period, I wouldn't have a deeper understanding of the people that I'm trying to help, mm -hmm. you know? So it, it was all for the benefit of people at the end of the day. Um, but basically I went through that period of having that job of being a bartender at Olive Garden and the, there was a competition, once again, to get into this accelerator. 
and I ended up winning and I won $25,000. I was like, told y'all, I'm out. It's been real. No need to send a check. I'll keep in touch. This is... <laughs> um, also, that year, 2016, you actually just reminded me of something. Hmm. Um, what do you call it? New Year's Eve, 2016, when that period happened, I sat down and I applied to every single possible competition and accelerator that existed in the world. And it ended up being about 70 of them. And I did not go to sleep until I applied to every single one of them. And I ended up getting into about three of them. And that's how I then got accepted into that competition. I had already applied for um, New Year's Eve. And then I had to go through the steps once I got down um, to the final 10. So I got that twenty five thousand. From there, I was able to get another seventy thousand from another from because remember I got three of them, so yeah. I accepted two. Another one was seventy thousand. So at one time I got a hundred thousand, and um, and I was able to leverage that. So all of that really worked out in my favor. And then fast forwarding to January twenty nineteen, I have like all this money lined up and. You know, everything's going extremely well. And I go out to celebrate. Um, AT&T had just made me a celebrity ambassador. And they gave me like this this gold, I mean, not gold, um, glass plaque. Mm-hmm. And it had like Queen Latifah and Tony Blair and Anderson wow. Cooper and like all of our signatures inscribed on it. It was a really big deal. Yeah. And they put me on the, um, the board of like Dreaming Black with mm-hmm. AT&T. So my team was like, come on, let's go celebrate, you know, this, that, and the third. And I went out to celebrate. Slipped on something on the floor and broke my back. And they so, for real broke it. I think I've seen this on Facebook because I'm a yeah, angel I for stalker. real broke my back. <laughs> I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, like that for real happened in real life. And so... Uh, and look at you, you're walking. Good. Yeah, I was paralyzed for seven weeks. I was on bed rest for three months. Um, I had to learn to rewalk again. Wow. Um, I still go to physical therapy once a week right now. And it's been a very humbling experience. Um, from there, I came out to L.A. And I ended up getting two acquisition offers for my company for like $35 million. And then uh, I decided. <laughs> so I'm like, that's a big deal. I don't even have vocals. Go on. Yeah, the people yesterday seemed to think that was a big deal. Too. That is a big deal. Especially. And I hate to highlight that, but especially the fact that you're a black female woman. That's a huge, huge. Yeah, that's what they said, too. (laughs) I didn't really see it as a big deal. (laughs) So (laughs) I felt like it was chump change. Uh, Well, I take it you turned it down. I turned it down. I've made billions for other companies. Yeah. Billions. Time and time and time again. So to for me to accept thirty five million to me for me personally is insulting, and so um, I decided to turn it down, and I went to see one of my mentors, who's the uh, founder of Cisco, one of the founders of Cisco Gas, and his company is worth like sixty billion dollars, and it takes like two hours just to drive on his property to get to his house, and so that's real money. <laughs> 
You hear me? <laughs> that's real money. That's why I got to set that's, the stage. That's not even rapper money, Okay. Guys. That's real money. Okay? Yeah. And an hour, the first hour is like kind of like flattish land mm -hmm. and it has like a lake and like all of this and you stop and you see the lake. And then the next hour is pure uphill to the wow. top of the mountain. Wow. Okay? So I get to the top of the mountain and I say, hi, it's a pleasure to meet you. How much of this do you own? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good first and, question. <laughs> and he said, as far as you can see. And I said, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> let's let's mm -hmm. go. And during that meeting, I asked him if he felt as though I should take $35 million. And he basically, he also felt like it was chump change. He said, I don't even start conversations unless it's $30 million or above. And he was like, Angel. It takes the same amount of time to make a million dollars as it do to make a hundred million, as it do to make a billion. And you've probably seen me post that on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And that changed that moment changed my life. Wow. And when I came down off of the mountain, I asked myself, how can I make a billion dollars? Mm -hmm. And I recently came up with a, a term um, the night of my engagement party, and that is circumstantial visions. I had to remove circumstantial visions from my life. I had to remove me thinking that I was a black person or that I was a female or that I was from the hood or that I wore braids or that I didn't go to an Ivy League school or all of these various different mm -hmm. circumstantial things that occurred that for the most part, we have been told you can't do this you can't partner with a credit bureau. You can't create a credit card. You can't you can't do these things. You can't disrupt the financial services industry. You can't become one of the first people to intern um, from America and China. All of these things are told that you can't do. And once I removed that from my mind and I said, okay, if I was an old white man with lots of money and the Vanderbilts were my parents, what would I go do? And with that, I said, I will go partner with the top credit bureau. So that's what I did. Wow. After that, what would I do? I'll go partner with the top credit card company. So that's what I did. Okay, now I'm going to go partner with all the other fintech companies. So that's what I did. Yeah, so if people get nothing out of me being here today, it's definitely to dream ridiculously and follow your visions. Do not be limited by what people tell you. People tell me all the time that they think I'm crazy for turning down. Oh, smart. Smart, smart, I'm a good smart. Post We're a team. Yes, girl. <laughs> so people tell me all the time they think I'm crazy for turning down the 35 million. But you have to know what's best for you and what's best for your life and not live by vision other people try to put on you, but what you really have for yourself. So I want people to understand that. And don't worry about people underestimating you. You know, I call that the power of underestimation and be a Trojan horse. When they decided to take down Troy and enter with the Trojan horse, they didn't announce themselves. They presented it as a gift. They pretended as though they had left and as though they were giving a gift uh, to Troy. And they underestimated their opponent. They assumed that they, in fact, had left. And they welcomed the Trojan horse right on inside with the uh, enemies inside of the horse. 
And so they waited until they were asleep. They didn't jump out and say, aha, gotcha, sucker. They waited until they were asleep. And then they proceeded to burn it down. And by the time the Trojans woke up, their castle was already burning down. And that's how you have to be in life. You can't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. If you put too much of your cards on the table, then what type of poker face do you have at all? And you're just making it easy for the enemy to be able to attack you. So people uh, I find, especially, you know, these days in the millennial age are so busy bragging and boasting about what they got going on in their life. And instead of kind of keeping their cards a little bit closer to their chest and not worrying about the impression that other people are having on them. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. Why, why financial literacy? Well, 
my whole family sold life insurance. And so being in the community I grew up in, as well as going around and hearing people's different stories and my mother having to spend her Saturdays, I cannot believe I'm making goulash right now. Shout out to my grandmother. <laughs> Shout out to my grandmother and my entire Moses family. I am sitting here making goulash. Wow, this is crazy. Financial literacy, because my whole family sells life insurance. And growing up in the neighborhood that I did and traveling around the country and hearing people's stories, it always boggled my mind. It always boggled my mind why people didn't know how to manage their money. And it it occurred to me that people literally did not know how to manage their money. I didn't know that you had to pay your bills on time before. I literally didn't know that. What? I, I didn't, for real. I thought as long as you got your bills paid during the 30-day period uh-huh. that they counted, I didn't know that you actually needed to pay it on time on the 1st, uh-huh. um, as well as something I've now learned, it's even better if you pay it on the 22nd. Uh, because that really helps even more. Mm-hmm. And so these are just things that I didn't learn growing up. So with Credit Rich, you know, we round up users' spare change to pay their bills intelligently and help them optimize their credit score. And by simply helping them to pay their bills on time, that in itself helps to raise their credit score. And providing them with the financial literacy tools to then help them become even wealthier from it, which is why we named it Credit Rich, because I hate seeing people that just sit around with a 700 credit score and do absolutely nothing with it. You should be leveraging that to acquire higher and higher wealth. And so we're- Like what? What would be an example? Like real estate? Real estate would be an example. Um, Taking a HELOC, um, which is a home equity loan, you could then take a a HELOC out and maybe invest that into private equity. You could take money out of your 401k and invest that into private equity. You could be sharing the wealth with your friends and family. Let's say you have a 700 or 800 credit score. You could add your friends and family to your credit so that they then are able Mm -hmm. to receive some of that authorization and be able to increase their credit score in that way. But they don't have to actually get a um, a card from you. So there's just a bunch of ways to be able to increase the wealth. And what's better than one person with an 800 credit score? Two. Two. So yes, <laughs> yes. So especially if if you're not giving them a card, you're just it's it's almost like you're giving them the power to to be powerful on their own, and what they do with it is on them. Exactly. And I think that is really empowering. Uh, to be able to teach people to fish for themselves Mm -hmm. and even disabled people you know they might not be able to work they might not be able to walk but they still get that disabled paycheck Mm -hmm. and they need to be able to manage it and know what to do with it and make more money from it and give money to their kids Mm -hmm. so history to buy dollar it occurred to me when i was rereading booker t washington's uh up from slavery that he also wrote a book called negroes in business in 1907 and it, I realized that the economic history of our community was just conveniently neglected from our black history pages. Um, at the same time, we were having sort of the uh, earlier insurrection with uh, people kind of fighting back against Jewish people when 45 had first got into office. And I said to myself, why do people understand and sympathize with the Jewish community, but not the black community. And it occurred to me, 
Because they read the Diary of Anne Frank. The Diary of Anne Frank is mandated across America. Yeah. Now tell me a book about a child slave or Jim Crow era or even just a black kid that's mandated across America. There's oh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why they don't understand our struggle. Wow. Maybe that's why they can empathize with something that happened four years in another country as opposed to something that happened for 400 years in our country because they literally don't know. Wow. I was just in Tulsa for the anniversary of uh, the Black Wall Street burning and people that grew up there are unfamiliar with what happened with Tulsa. Wow. They have magically been able to take our history from the American history pages. And so it's my goal to have this book not only mandated mm -hmm. as a black history book, but as an American history book. And we're proud to be partnered with Forbes of Culture, as well as Greenwood Bank and Marcia wow. Dyson wow. Um, in an effort to be able to get this done. And we have a... a, a I don't know if I can even talk about this, but I think I can just mention it. Yeah, mention it, girl. We have a docu-series that's coming out on it as well. Where can people catch it? I can't I can't say Ooh, none of that yet. That's a teaser. I can't say none of that Ooh, yet. Oh, that's a teaser. Yeah. I remember when you published The History of the Black Dollar. I was on Facebook when you had walked into your bank and you had posted that, yeah. you know, there was, uh, I forgot, 30, 40 grand in your bank account and you thought it was some kind of bank mistake. Yes. What did that feel like when you found out, no, that was actually your book selling and that was Amazon depositing money in your account? That was absolutely insane. You know, that's the shout out to Charlemagne, um, Power of the Breakfast Club. Oh, okay. And that came as a result of me going on Breakfast Club. I didn't think nothing of it. You mm -hmm. know, I was just excited to be on there with Charlemagne because I think he's so real. And um, and then, I, like you said, I mm -hmm. went to the bank and there was an extra $30,000 in it. And what was your financial situation then going into the bank? Were you were you just closing a lot of deals at the time or was that like, oh, snap? I think I maybe had. Let's see, this is 2018. So I maybe had maybe like twenty thousand in the bank okay. at that time. Maybe not. Maybe not even that. I'm not even mm -hmm. certain. It wasn't a. It wasn't a lot. Yeah. It wasn't a lot. It was somewhere between ten and twenty thousand. Mm -hmm. I think in that period, um, because I had started making a little bit of money off of speaking engagements and okay. stuff like that. Um, so it was somewhere around there. So it was definitely noticeable. Yeah, of course. That it was this, like, you know, <laughs> additional $30,000 yeah. in there. And I, I, it was so crazy that I thought it was an error. So yeah. I went to the bank teller to tell her. And she was like, oh, no, this was deposited. And I was like, from who, girl? <laughs> and she was like, Amazon. And I was like, you're lying. <laughs> and I was like, all that came from my books? I said, from books? And so it was like, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock this till the wheels fall off. Yeah. And I have. And now 
this has turned into such a larger brand than I ever expected. We just partnered with a company called Answer Source. Mm -hmm. They're a major education technology company. And we partnered with them to turn the curriculum into what they're calling gyms, mm -hmm. granular education modules. Mm -hmm. So there are these 10-minute interactive sessions mm -hmm. that walk you through the book and help you relive the experience of the history. What? Yes. And wow. that is available on historyoftheblackdollar.com. History of the Black Dollar. You heard that. I'm definitely, I 100% want to experience Yes. That. So we're offering wholesale rates for schools and corporations. Mm -hmm. And this is the future. This is mm -hmm. our goal. This is like, this is my personal goal to make sure that this curriculum and these courses get into the schools across the country. Wow. I love that you're, you're using your power, your platform, your drive, your education and your your whole upbringing to better our community not just the black community but financial literacy as a whole just the overall community of america benefits from this absolutely so. and like i said on breakfast club it's financial agriculture it's not it's definitely i'm focused on the black community but we have to be able to come together and just like when you are dealing with normal agriculture you can't keep plotting the same crop over and over or that crop will die up you have to be able to mix it so that you have the the balance of the nutrients in order to be able to have the best fruits of your labor. So the same can be told from an economic perspective and all of us coming together. And the more they understand our economic history, the more that they will understand our economic future. So now let's try some goulash. Let's dive let's in. Let's some goulash. Let me right, know guys. you want some more ketchup or hot sauce. I'm going to rate her goulash. Here we go. That is fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for another episode of Eating While Broke. Thank you. We really appreciate you coming I out. I love being here. And you made enough for the whole group, so yes, I'm sure everyone's exactly. going to be happy. Everybody can eat, and I know you're going to the moon, girl, so Thank congratulations. You. Thank you so much for taking your time and coming out. Yes. For more Eating While Broke from iHeartRadio and The Black Effect, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Eating While Broke. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.